I'm Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to Hard Knock Life. Welcome to Hard Knock Life. I'm Keith Chow. I'm Brittany Monet. What's going on, Brittany? How you doing? I'm doing great. I uh, had kind of a very lazy weekend, but yeah, it was good. Lazy yeah. weekends are the best weekends. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't go see Ant-Man a, a second time? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. If I'll watch again, I'll just probably be like when I'm like doing a full marathon of something. When but... it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, like I said, I just wish that they really took it there with the ending. They could have, and it just felt like they're like, no, let's just keep it safe. So well, safe. it turns out you're not the only one who didn't watch it a second week in a row because I think it tumbled 70% since last week. So it's one of the steepest, if not the steep, maybe the steepest MCU movie drop, at least in a while. So I don't know. Phase five isn't <laughs> you. I remember you had called phase four Marvel's flop era, but phase five hasn't done much better so far. I think that there's people who just still had hope, you know, even though they heard reviews that in phase four that, oh, OK, maybe they'll be better. So you still had like people showing up and not like really paying attention to the reviews. And now people are like, uh, phase four was not it. So I think we're going to listen to the critics on this and wait for it to be on Disney Plus. You know, I feel like <laughs> that's what's happening. But I, I I do think Guardians, though, won't be affected. I think Guardians will be fine. But I don't know. The other movies in the phase, depending on, you know, they might not hit. We'll see. Well, and I think they talked about cutting back on the number of Disney Plus shows, right? So, like, this year, it's just Secret Invasion. I think they moved Echo out of this year. They cool. moved another show out of this year. Because it was supposed to be, like, four or five shows yeah but now it's just it's just going to be secret invasion i think which you know i mean part of the problem i think with with the mcu honestly in the last couple of years is that there's like new mcu content seemingly mm-hmm. every month and it's not even it's not special anymore you know so it's like last year particularly like you had moon knight and what if and wandavision and then you had black panther and doctor strange it's just over and over and over and over and over again marvel content and it just got to a point where it's like i don't care <laughs> it's, just, I, it's too much to keep track of and i don't even care anymore i think part of the problem too was not everything was like a knockout so it made it even worse that there was just so much to consume i hate saying consume like but like <laughs> it was just so much that i can see why now people are just like mm, if the reviews aren't it i'm not gonna like show up for it and pay money on it and going to the movies is expensive and then if AMC eventually does go through with their like tier seating plan, mm-hmm. it's like you're going to have less people showing up to the movies already. So it's just like, yeah, people are going to go back to really being choosy even when it comes to Marvel now. You know, before I think Marvel was like the exception and now it's going to probably not be if they keep putting out. I don't think it's so much a quantity, it's the quality at this point. Like they talk about superhero fatigue, but I don't think it's because simply it's superheroes, right? It's Mm-hmm. like like you said there's a lot of it but it's also a lot of kind of mid stuff so mm-hmm. nothing's really knocked you out so why would you yeah want to invest in it yeah the fact that i think i like black adam more than a good chunk of what marvel <laughs> released is kind of just like 
that's a little sad because I know a lot of people <laughs> really hated Black Adam, but I thought it was great. And so I don't know. But yeah, Marvel's still trying to get us trying to get butts in seats. And the only like big news that happened since our last podcast, I think, at least for our audience, is they announced that Steven Yun of Walking Dead fame is finally cast in the MCU. You know, he was he's one of those actors who is always like people are always like wish casting him in a Marvel property or a yeah. property. And now finally, they didn't say who it's going to be, but they said he's going to be in Thunderbolts. And he's playing a key role going forward in the universe. So my mind went automatically to Reed Richards. <laughs> that might not be because it's like part of the Thunderbolts and he yeah. sounds like he's part of the main team. Unless, I don't know, we're having interesting Reed Richards off the bat, but yeah, I'm really excited. I love Steven, so. I've seen some speculation, potentially an aged up Amadeus Cho for, for Steven Yun. Okay. Either way, my thing is, you know, fool me once. Because remember, on this very podcast several months ago, we were like, William Jackson Harper cast an Ant-Man in an undisclosed important role. And he turned out to be quite the empath or whatever and i just feel like you know i mean i i have no hope that steven yun is going to be any more important than quave the empath or whatever the fuck his name yeah is but it doesn't name. sound like it didn't from their both their press releases are a little different one was key role in this movie uh the one is <laughs> key role going a larger in the universe sure, so it's like sure. he's gonna start off maybe in a kind of whatever role but he's playing someone who's still of importance but I think the Thunderbolts cast is honestly pretty stacked. It, I still don't know about that team, though, because it's like it's, yeah. it's four Russian spies, basically, on the team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, where's so all, give me some more. Uh, I mean, literally, it's it, it's Black Widow, Red mm-hmm. Guardian, Winter Soldier, and Taskmaster. Those are like four Russian spies in the MCU. Who's the other one? Who's the fifth one? They announced a... Uh, the, she's on the bear. Oh, I Ghost. Ghost. No, the ghost is not going forward now. Oh, really? Oh, um, because they got rid of that poster art that they revealed at D23. Yeah, so it's no longer um, Hannah. So they're bringing in a new character, I think, who is played by, uh, if you watch The Bear, she's the girl. Oh, right. But they didn't say who she's going to be. I can't remember her name. But yeah, like basically the main young black girl on on The Bear, she's going to be playing uh, somebody in this movie. So I'm just like, okay, this cast is like pretty... It's pretty sad. Well, you got to think Harrison Ford will probably be in it because yeah. it's named after his character. And there's no reason you would cast, you would recast William Hurt with Harrison Ford unless General, mm-hmm. or I guess in this case, President Thunderbolt Ross would have a big part. So, yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't want to get my hopes up. I, I'm, I'm I as either, big a but... Steven Yeun fan as anyone. You know, like he was one of my wish casts for Iron Fist way back in the day. And, but, yeah. I, you know, like I said, I got burned on the William Jackson Harper casting and I, <laughs> I love that dude. I've been wanting him in the MCU for so long and we got him in a really mediocre movie in a very like minuscule part, like literally minuscule because he's a resident of the microverse in the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Though. Do I, I hate that this cast has got me actually pretty excited. So <laughs> um, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's Marvel, what the MCU does. They'll, to you. They, they'll get me so it's not like i'm not gonna show up and watch something from them very rare that i ever really like i don't think i'll ever actually skip out on anything even if i just wait for it to be on disney plus yeah yeah well i think you're right guardians has something going for it in the sense that it's the like culmination of a trilogy Mm -hmm. like and it feels like 
you know, you, you say every time we talk about it, like you're going to say goodbye at least to one or two of the characters, if not all of them. Yeah, you know? they're all going to DCU. And James Gunn is walking away from Marvel after it. You know, uh, <laughs> Dave Bautista said he's walking away from Marvel after it. So it it, it feels yeah. like a finality. It feels, some, I mean, I'm not going to put it on the pedestal of Endgame, but the appeal of Endgame, it was like, okay, this is really the end for these characters. And it was, right? Like RDJ's out. Yeah. Chris Evans is out and like going into guardians, it does feel like, okay, this is a final chapter. I think it will do really good business. It's going to be, you know, successful and, and, and knowing James Gunn's moving on to DC, right? Like there's some, like outside of just the movie, there's some appeal to that story, but then yeah, after that, like, I don't know if the, is, is the excitement there for the Marvels? I don't know. Is the excitement there for secret invasion? I don't know what else is coming out this year. Is that it? Because the Marvels got pushed in November, so that, I guess that's yeah. it. And it has, and it's tied to Secret Evasion. It has right. to be. I don't know what else is coming. That out. must be oh, it. Lo- Loki. It has to be oh, Loki. Loki comes out this year, right? Loki yeah. and Secret Invasion are the only 2023 shows because they pushed Echo out of this year. Yeah, they pushed another show out of this year. So, yeah, I just hope they know. Oh, Ironheart. I think Ironheart was supposed to start this year, and they pushed that to oh, next okay. year. It's not a good look that the two women of color shows got. I know, delayed, but especially that one is like a disabled woman of color too i just hope if the marvel people are somehow listening to this podcast i need them to understand it is not the amount of stuff you are putting out if the quality of what you're putting out is great people are going to keep watching even if it's like 20 million things to watch at once people are going to watch it but if the quality is not there like yeah you're going to start having people being like "Eh, okay yeah so that's what i wish they would understand like i'm not saying don't push back stuff if you're pushing back stuff and it's going to make the special effects better and things better because you're you know actually maybe paying your special effects artists great then like you know that's all that's all good things but if you're just pushing it back because you don't want to overwhelm people then it's just like i don't know if it's not good it doesn't matter if you push it back or not right Guess what? Goalie Nutrition is sponsoring Hard Knock Life, and you can go to goalie.com to buy apple cider vinegar gummies, their ashwagandha gummies, super fruit gummies, and super greens gummies, and you get 10% off plus free shipping if you use the code HARDKNOCK at goalie.com. This is honestly, I've been taking the goalie gummies now for, for a couple weeks, and I have to say, they're tasty and they're good for you. Have you guys been enjoying the goalie gummies? I really like them. They're yummy, but it's a nice to add to my like routine of already like I normally take just straight vitamin C. So it's nice to have like extra supplements. For a long time, people have have praised the benefits of apple cider vinegar. And, you know, as someone who's had to like drink straight apple cider vinegar sometimes when I'm not (laughs) feeling well or, you know, I have some joint pain and your mom is like, drink some apple cider vinegar. It's Mm. not the most appetizing home remedy let's just say no, right it tastes horrible so, like the apple cider part is like ooh, does it taste like apple cider it's like no it tastes like vinegar but acv is very good for you and the fact that goalie has been able to put the acv into these tasty little gummies made with pectin and fruit peels which make them vegan which is cool so if you're vegan you can still rock these gummies because everyone knows gummies are usually made out of like gelatin and nasty shit this these are made out of complete non-gmo gelatin-free gluten-free vegan ingredients and you can get the benefits all the benefits of apple cider vinegar taking these tasty delicious convenient gummies so go to goalie.com and use the code hard knock that's h-a-r-d-n-o-c just like the podcast you're listening to get 10 percent off 
your purchase of goalie products and free shipping. It's a much better delivery device for that apple cider vinegar. Yeah. These goalie gummies are great. You get it I and it's, it's a delicious little candy. And I, I've been enjoying the superfruits one. I did feel kind of refreshed after taking a few of those. Yeah, no, but I'm loving them so far. And they're definitely tasty. If you just want tasty gummies, at least just <laughs> eat them for the, the, like, the yummiest. Yeah. yeah. So go to Goalie.com, use the code HARDNOCK, H-A-R-D-N-O-C, get 10% off your purchase and free shipping at Goalie.com with the code HARDNOCK. The main topic I wanted to talk about today is uh, one of the reasons we usually record during the weekend, but we're recording on Monday morning because I wanted to at least see the SAG Awards, which for the first time did not air on actual television yesterday. It was only streamed on YouTube, which is kind of wild. But I wanted to see who ended up winning the, the major categories during the SAG After Awards, because as you guys out there listening know, Brittany and I are two award season nerds. We love the Oscars. And I don't think we really had a chance to talk about Oscar season a lot so far with the ceremony coming up in a couple of weeks. But the big news coming out of last night's SAG Awards is that essentially everything everywhere all at once swept all the acting awards. Mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress, beating Kate Blanchett, who is our biggest rival in that category. Ki Hui Kwan won Best Supporting Actor. He's been the favorite all year. I think he's won pretty much every acting award, except for one we'll, we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, Jamie Lee Curtis won the Best Supporting Actress Award, which I was not expecting. Everyone is assuming Angela Bassett is going to win that for Black Panther. And, and we were talking before we recorded that if you're going to choose the supporting actress from everything, everywhere, all at once, it should probably have been Stephanie Hsu and not yeah. Jamie Lee. But then they ended up winning Best Cast, which is their analog to best picture so going into the oscars you know sag typically is a good barometer for what's going to win during the oscar telecast because it's the one category where all the acting nominees are chosen by their fellow actors right Mm -hmm. so if you win the sag good chance you're going to win the win the oscar so just uh, for i mean not always not always yeah but good chance, a, a higher probability, particularly if you've been like racking up all of the other awards as well. Mm-hmm. So I know that you didn't see the ceremony, but what what's your opinion on the chances everything everywhere all at once actually gets the top prize at the Oscars and that Michelle Yeoh and specifically Michelle Yeoh and Kihui Kwan win their particular awards? I feel like he will win just because everyone has been enjoying his speeches and they like, and then <laughs> the oscars i'm sorry like they love a feel-good story so mm-hmm. i i feel like they're gonna he i feel like he has nothing to worry about out of everyone from that film and like whatever else is nominated but yeah oscars sometimes they throw you in for a ringer where you're like oh really that over that <laughs> you're like oh, oh okay and sometimes it's stuff that you're just like they purposely didn't pick this thing because of like the genre that the film falls mm. into you know, just like what's her name? She should have got for Hereditary. Her uh, her name is like Tony Collette. Yes, like she should have won for Hereditary. She was so good. So it's just kind of like you just don't. I don't know. You think EEO is a little too weird, ultimately for the Academy. Yeah, and my mom couldn't get into the movie. Like my mom and dad <laughs> tried to watch it, and they were just like, eh, "It's weird." And they love you know Michelle Yao. So like that's the cast is not the problem for my my mom and dad they're just like eh, it's kind of weird but me and my brother we we're like oh this was great we loved it <laughs> you know but we watched like you know weird stuff like doctor who or like you know so my parents don't really watch doctor who and stuff like that so they don't they're not into the wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff no no yeah not, got it no. I mean, and, and you're that. and you're saying that like that's typical of the academy 
they they tend not to celebrate genre films and this yeah, is the genreist of genre films and and then has a like an entirely asian american cast too so that's gives it a, a second yeah, whammy i would like for it to win because i feel like my because i haven't seen everything else that's like nominated except for like a couple of things and my other personal favorite is colin farrell's movie banshee's, banshee's and sharon yeah i actually really and like that movie a lot too. yeah i love that movie a lot so like if everything doesn't win i'm hoping banshees <laughs> will sweep because those are the only two that i'm really like emotionally like attached to well so it's, you know it's interesting you bring up banshees because the other award show that happened in between podcasts was the baftas which is essentially the british academy of film and television mm -hmm. and their their awards show happened last week and banshees swept all those acting awards and including supporting actor where barry keegan won over kiwi kwan and barry keegan you know big deal for us because he's both druig and eternals and the joker and the batman so he's got like yeah credential but you know that was a surprise but the biggest news coming out of bafta was it was an entirely white winner list, yeah. like all the way down. I was very surprised Austin Butler won for right. the BAFTAs, um, just because I kind of thought it would call it. It was going to be Colin Farrell, yeah. if it was going to be anyone at the yeah. BAFTAs. Yeah. So the fact that it, not that Austin wasn't great, because I really, I did like Elvis. Um, He's great, but I just think Banshees is just a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm this, My second favorite Oscar movie this season has been Banshees of Anna Sharon for sure. And I and I think Colin Farrell's, I wouldn't say he's the lock, because I think Brendan Fraser's been coming on strong for the best yeah, actor. But I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, I feel like if it's not Brendan Fraser, it will probably be Colin Farrell. I don't think it's Austin, but I just think Austin Butler, I didn't think he was that great as Elvis. I don't know what the big deal is. And everyone just loves that dude as Elvis. And I'm like, I didn't I didn't get it like everybody else does. Yeah, I don't know if because maybe I'm I wasn't like super into Elvis and don't know everything about him. So I was like, okay, this was fun. This is a great movie. He did good in my opinion. Well, and yeah. I think what's annoying about Austin Butler is that he kept the Elvis accent like after the movie's been out mm -hmm. for like two years and it's like all right dude you're, you're from like la you're not from memphis stop it but i don't know and then you know i'm he's he's more your generation my generation i don't know him as a child actor but apparently he was like i've, a I've seen him and stuff but i was never like yeah austin butler and because i also not super into guys with blonde hair <laughs> even though sometimes i prefer my own hair to be blonde i just i don't know what it is about guys who are blonde that doesn't do it for me really yeah so when I saw the like Elvis trailer, I think I had the same reaction to the girls being like, ah, you know, because I was like, oh, ooh, he looks good. I was like, hey, with, the, with the darker hair. <laughs> yeah, no, when I looked up, it was Austin Butler. I was like, that's Austin Butler. I was like, why doesn't he have his hair black all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he he re reminds. Is it Cord Overstreet? That's who he looks like to me from oh, Glee. From Glee, a yeah. little bit. I think Cord is a little bit better looking. Not is he? I don't know. They literally look like the same person to me. <laughs> well, Cord has bigger lips because he's. And even uh, I know you're going to get mad, like Boyd Holbrook. Like <gasps> no. they all look the same. I'm no, sorry, they don't. Brittany. Don't They're say like that. literally three versions no, of the same person. No, Boyd looks so different. He's actually <laughs> one blonde man exception. I love Boyd. <laughs> I guess. All right. I'm, I will. My expertise is not in this category, but to me, it's the same dude. It's like Margot Robbie's Samara Weaving kind of. I, I get what you're saying, but, but I don't know. I think Boyd looks a little different. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for Colin Farrell or Brendan. I mean, I haven't seen The Whale either. I would root for Brendan Fraser just because I mm -hmm. I think to your point about like narrative, yeah. Brendan Fraser's narrative is stronger if he wins. 
So like the best actress is a toss up. Kate Blanchett won the BAFTA. Mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh won the SAG and the Golden Globe. Well, I guess they both won the Golden Globe because they split them in category. Yeah. But I don't know. I like, I feel like it's Michelle's, but you know, they, they rarely give people a third Oscar and Blanchett already has two of them. Yeah, unless you're like Meryl Streep, you know. But I don't does has Meryl Streep won more than two? I don't think she's won more. Than I don't two. know, but she's I mean, been nominated a bunch. She's but... nominated a bunch, yeah. yeah. But I mean, and, and I think I said this before, like how likely is Michelle Yeoh going to be nominated again? Like, yeah. should have been her third nomination. I feel like Crazy Rich Asians, she should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and she should have definitely been nominated for Crouching Tiger twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I think Kate Blanchett, like the Academy loves Kate Blanchett. They're gonna always nominate her. Let her win yeah. another time. Everything, everywhere, all at once is such a unique thing. And I think one of the things I was thinking this week, too, about why it is such a favorite, usually during the Oscar campaign season, backlash starts coming for the favorites. And they mm-hmm. start seeing, like, news articles or whatever talking about, like, you know, this person was abusive on set and this person said these bad things. Like, there was a, a story kind of burned out pretty quickly, but I saw a couple of headlines this week of that everything everywhere all at once accused of anti-Semitism because Jenny Slate's character was called Big Nose mm-hmm. in the movie. So that the Daniels had to kind of address that. And you know, I just I feel like that's the kind of story that kind of gets planted mm-hmm. in the press to like make people because it's such a feel-good story. Like you talk about Kiki Kwan's speeches, Michelle Yeoh's yeah. speech. The cool thing about the SAGs last night is they brought up James Hong on stage and celebrated mm-hmm. him because he just turned 94 and you know he, he kind of like rambled for like 20 minutes it was awesome mm-hmm. but like such a feel-good movie then you start reading all these comments about like you know daniel one of the daniels was in the criterion closet and he called malcolm x a crime movie so he kind of got blasted for that on mm. online and and of course there's the whole jenny slate's characters anti-semitic so like you start seeing all these kind of like little kind of hit mm-hmm. pieces against the movie and it gives me the sense that like oh people are trying to like take it down a notch what do you, yeah. do you get that sense yeah there's a lot of i see people complaining on it online being like oh it wasn't that great and i'm just like okay i i don't know i feel like it was a decent like it's a really great film i don't know i just feel like it i don't know if it's because people don't watch enough other stuff that for them that it's like oh this is too weird for them i don't know mm. if that's it i mean obviously i know there's some things that just aren't gonna hit for people regardless but I feel some people some people does feel like they're going out of their way to kind of like be an asshole about the film <laughs> yeah are you worried for angela bassett because she's been the favorite since the beginning of award season but now she's lost the bafta which was that was wild i didn't think she was going to lose the bafta to carrie condon from banshees but then she lost the sag to jamie lee curtis now it's starting to feel like well, to your point about like not rewarding genre, like everyone was kind of like anticipating this would be Marvel's first acting. Yeah. Thing. Do you feel like she's losing momentum? I'm kind of worried that might be the case. Um, maybe, but like, I'm not going to lie. Carrie was so good in Banshees too. So it's just like, I would rather An- Angela lose to like Carrie or Stephanie than honestly to Jamie. Jamie because I, I'm sorry, like Jamie's role in the film, she did a decent job. She's a good actress. So she's it's not like she's ever gonna do, I feel like, a terrible job. But I feel like she did nothing in the sense of where, like, oh yeah, let's give her a nomination. Right. That's how I felt about her performance. Like, uh, same with the when Laurel Dern got nominated. What was that movie with Adam Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson? Oh, Marriage Story. Yeah, like her she's honestly in the movie for like two scenes and 
she's just playing a lawyer and she doesn't do anything like phenomenal. Like she did a better acting job in Little Women and she didn't get nominated for that one. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny, like Jamie Lee Curtis's nomination in the past would be something where I would have thought that movie, the only nomination it would get would be for the one white person in it. Because that's what used to happen in the Academy. Like, like straight out of Compton, the only nomination that movie got was for the two white people who wrote it. You know what I mean? Like there's no other nomination except that. And that's typically how they reward movies with people of color is they they award the white person in those movies. Yeah, that's how it feels. That is just, I don't know, just because it's Jamie Lee Curtis, she's getting the nomination and not because like, you know, I because I'm sorry, Stephanie... Carrie, like Stephanie Carey and Angela all did better performances worthy of nominations over Jamie so it would suck that if Jamie won the Oscar because it, to me that's just like you're just giving it to her because it's Jamie Lee Curtis not mm-hmm. because you know if a white woman's gonna win I want it to be Carrie um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I wish that it would go to you know, Angela or if I don't know if Stephanie got the Oscar or not, but, yeah Stephanie she was nominated for the Oscar yeah so I hope it goes to Stephanie or Angela. Well, I think that would be the upset if Stephanie Shu won. But yeah. I was just, I've been worried because like during the Golden Globes, I feel like she maybe peaked too early by winning the Golden Globe, you know? And now mm. she's lost like two of the bigger awards since. And I don't know. I mean, I'm still rooting for Angela Bassett. I, I think if anyone deserves to be the first Marvel actor to win an award for, for a Marvel movie, not just, you know, there have mm-hmm. been plenty of Marvel actors who've won Oscars. I, I have a whole webpage on my mm-hmm. personal blog that, that tracks all of the Oscar wins and nominations from superhero movie actors. And I was, that's one thing I was excited about this year. Cause I got to add like Colin Farrell to the list. I got to add mm-hmm. you know, Stephanie Hsu to the list. Cause she was in Shang-Chi. People forget. She's like, a, the, got a bit part in Shang-Chi. Yeah. She's the uh, friend who's like, right. uh, she's Aquafina and, and Shang's friend who's like, doesn't believe yeah. anything that they, that they say. Yes. So, yes. yeah. So, I mean, you, the, the Oscar's still a couple weeks away, you know, there's still opportunity for, for things to, things to change, you know, and, and it's weird too, because like, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the Oscars is all about campaigning and, yeah. you know like the, the like you said the narrative and the story so like mm-hmm. the more speeches people give the more chances they, they may win because people want to see them give that speech at the oscars kind of thing yeah yep so unfortunately i people don't know it's very kind of political and sometimes not always about the acting performance right but yeah jamie lee's just felt felt like a we're just going to nominate her because it's Jamie Lee Curtis when, you know, everyone was like, okay, how is she getting nominations when sometimes Stephanie didn't even get nominations. So it's a little frustrating when she, (laughs) when Stephanie is literally the other main actress in the film. So that's the only frustrating thing I think that really I've seen from this award season. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely like if Ki Hui Kwan doesn't win, I think that's when we riot because that's the one category where i feel like he's a lock like if we we're going to do a ballot an oscar ballot mm-hmm. everyone's selecting kihui kwan because yeah you know you're going to win your oscar pool and if he doesn't win if barry keegan beats him or whoever else is nominated in that category that will be the upset of the year for sure because i think kate yeah. blanchett and michelle yo is a toss-up right mm-hmm. like kate's won a bunch yeah. of awards michelle's won a bunch of awards we don't know who's going into the oscars who's going to win that one yeah um barry uh, like Everyone is so good in Banshees too. So that one's really hard. But <laughs> yeah, but Key, you can't beat Key. Not this year. I hope Key wins. I hope Key wins. Um, I mean, Barry got the BAFTA, so that's like you know he should yeah. be fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's British. <laughs> he's, he's Irish. Like, he, give him the British award. You know. 
but yeah so that's exciting to you know for for us oscar nerds this is the like this is the super bowl season for us right like we love yeah to follow all the stuff but that's yeah. uh so we're, it's a quick quick show today we're just going to talk about that and come back next week because big stuff happening next week we finally have the mandalorian coming back so we'll we'll talk oh, about episode right. one for next week and last of us have you been watching the last of us I do, but I watch with my mom. So we are, we haven't watched the episode from last week. We just watched the one with, you know, Sam and Henry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll we'll do a we'll do a postseason wrap-up of The Last of Us. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about in the next few weeks. This has been this was a pretty light week news-wise when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff happening in Nerd Pop. So we'll we'll come back stronger than ever next week with The Mandalorian. Until then. Brittany, how can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Hi Brittany Monet on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Hive. And then if you follow at, I want to say it's lit pod underscore something like that. I thought you knew your name. I did, and then I realized the other week that I may have given out the wrong handle. So I was just like, if you go to my Twitter page, basically, and you click on it, you'll see it. It's there. there. Like the correct one is there in my Twitter bio. I just always forget it. It's too long. Maybe you guys just shorten the name. It's more of like, I think the actual name of the podcast is too long. So we had to like do a weird like <laughs> hyphen like handle. So yeah, that's the issue. Yeah. Like, yeah. Check those out. You can find me on Twitter at the real child, the underscore real underscore child. And on Instagram at real Keith child. Follow us at the nerds of color on all platforms and go to hardknockmedia.com to find this and all of the podcasts and the hard knock family. Give us a rating and a review if you do. Find our videos at youtube.com slash the nerds of color. Support us on patreon.com slash the nerds of color. And buy our merchandise at tpublic.com and search the nerds of color. Until next time on Hard Knock Life, Brittany. <laughs> That's the last word. See you next time. See ya. <laughs>